Stay in the know with Radio 2000 Podcast. Hey, Newo. Hello. Congratulations, by the way, on being part of the Mail and Guardian 200 Young South Africans for the year 2021. Congratulations. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. That means a lot. <laughs> now, you started playing the violin at the ch- tender age of six. How did you even know that this is what you wanted to do? Um, well, it's interesting because uh, when, I was, when I was six years old, my dad actually worked for uh, SAMRO, which is the South African Music Rights Organization. Yeah. And through that, we, he was invited a lot to concerts and, you know, also orchestral concerts. Mm. And, of course, naturally, he would bring us all along as the family. And I think it was then that I actually started to love the violin. I think when I was, you know, watching them, they just looked so beautiful. Mm. And the music was just so amazing that I just got entranced by it. Um, so I think it was literally a few months after, you know, being at those concerts, I was like, I want to start playing this. And my parents were like, okay, cool. Um, And they found me a music teacher. And a few months later, I had had started with the violin. Is it expensive to pick up the violin and actually start playing um, playing it? I mean, the actual instrument itself, is it expensive? Mm. And then to get like someone to teach you, is that also quite expensive? You know, I think for students, violence, which is which is most of the time what you use when you first start playing, those are not terribly expensive. I think if you compare them to a piano, they're not mm. very expensive. Um, but those are student violins. Obviously, my violin now is a lot more expensive than the violins I was playing when I was younger. Yeah. But when you're starting out, I wouldn't say it's completely expensive. As for lessons, I think that depends. Mm. If you're learning, for example, if if you go to school and your your school has a music program where they can teach you violin. You have a music teacher there that can teach you violin. I think it's much less expensive than if you have a private yeah. teacher. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I actually learned through private teaching uh-huh. um, because, you know, I started at six. So I didn't I didn't go to a school where they had a violin teacher present. Of so, course. So I started with, with private teaching. I think it can be expensive, obviously, depending on who's the teacher you got, what type of violin you get. Yeah. Um, but it's it's not impossible is what I'm trying to say. It's not completely like off, off the rails. And it's money well spent because you invested in all, well, your parents invested in all these lessons yes. and getting you <laughs> this violin. And now you're an award-winning violinist, which is absolutely <laughs> incredible that's incredible how does that feel to actually have an award that says every single lesson painful as it was was Mm. worth it because of this trophy right here it's it's absolutely incredible and almost unbelievable actually uh you know when i started the violin um right in the beginning i didn't know where it was going to take me how far it was going to go Obviously, at six years old, you're just doing something because you like it and it's it's a, it's a fun hobby. Mm. But then when, you know, you started to become more into my life and more of um, a career choice, especially when I asked to do, you know, my own big headlining concerts, I didn't know how, how far that was going to go. And this, this award means that, you know, people are actually watching mm. and listening. And the work that I do is being acknowledged. Um, you know, when I when I do these things, I don't do them with the thought that, you know, this will one day get me an award or I'll get this and yeah. that and, and, and it will get me these things. Um, I do them because it feels right and mm. it's what I'm meant to do. So the fact that it's all being recognized to this scale 
and to this extent really is just inspiring and motivational to me. Let's get to the type of music that you do because it says here that you're breaking new grounds and you're challenging boundaries within mm. the violin industry. <laughs> so what type of music do you do? Can I expect like a my piano jam? Can you um, so, you know what, when when I started with the violin, I actually started with classical music naturally. Yeah. Um, the violin is obviously well known of being a classical music instrument. Mm. But when when I started my first um of the concert, I actually played a mix of classical music as well as popular nice. mainstream and African music. Nice. And it was something that I really, really enjoyed doing because it gave me a chance to, you know, experience the different genres playing and to figure out, you know, how you know I sound outside of, of of classical music, but of course with violin it's not something that's done so much. It actually when I started doing doing this thing of mixing genres, my violin the time there are nine discovering okay, these other genres, you know, saying that no, the classical music um, violin is just meant to be for classical music and you shouldn't be doing this. And I didn't listen. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, I just carried on doing doing what I wanted to do um, because it was also something that I knew that I needed to do. I've played, you know, a lot of African music that has meant something to someone yeah. and the times I can count when people are like, oh my gosh, you playing this has brought tears to my eyes, has made me feel absolutely amazing. And knowing that I can, I can do that and invoke those emotions in people oh. is why I do what I do. So, yeah, <laughs> that's absolutely incredible. Now, Nell, you host your own concerts, right? Yes. When you look yes. out to the audience, what does your <laughs> audience actually look like? Like, are you able to describe to us the type of mm-hmm. people that go to a Nell Mozarte concert? Um, you know, honestly, what I what I love about my concerts is the fact that, truly speaking, it's 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 for everyone. I I like to say events, the parents, the siblings, the kids, the aunts, the uncles, like everyone can come because I really am trying to, you know, bridge the gap between classical music and, and popular music so that it can appeal to audiences of all over. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I what I really enjoy about, you know, my music and, and, and my concerts, but simply speaking, anyone can enjoy them. Um, and I think moving forward, I'm going to try and do that so much more. You know, <laughs> you jokingly mentioned, you know, like I'm a piano and stuff like that. And even though I haven't done, done those things now, I'm definitely planning on yeah. trying to do all those new things. Because, you know, I'm trying to reach as, mm. as many people as possible with my music as I can. So mm. if, you know, if I can do that with spreading into other genres that other types of audiences can enjoy, then I will most certainly try and do that. Now, you've shared various stages alongside some of our guests, the likes of Mamsbongile mm. Kumalo, Sipo Hot Sticks Mabuse, as well yes. as Zwai Bala and Victor Masondo and mm. um, Tony Cedras. Now, who mm-hmm. else would you like to share a stage with? Ooh, this is actually such a, such a nice question. You know, I actually thought about this um, interestingly enough, and I'm sure you know um, Amanda Black. I know Amanda Black very yes. well. <laughs> I know her very well, girl. I love her. Like he actually, she released a song in 2019 called Africa, and I was so tempted to, you know, try and and it's actually one of the songs. Sometimes I like to grab a song and just kind of like fool around and play with it. And those are one of the songs that I absolutely loved and I enjoyed it. But also Amanda Black. <laughs> um, I just love, you know, her music and listening to her. So much. So she is definitely someone that I would absolutely love to share the stage with. 
um, if she's listening, hi. Um, hi, Amanda. <laughs> by, by any time. <laughs> um, but yes, she's someone that I think, you know, in the in the future, I would love to share the stage with, you know, amongst, you know, the greats that I've already um, shared the stage with. And what's wonderful about Amanda is that she is open to new things and new sounds and yes, new collaborations. Yes, and so she, I know she's listening. She absolutely adores Radio 2000. I hope so. And <laughs> I, I'm, I know she's listening to the show right now. Someone please tag Amanda Black because this yes, is going please. to be an amazing collaboration. And, uh, you know, you're 21 years old now. Mm. You're 21. Mm-hmm. What does the future yeah. look like for you and uh, your violin? I would love to say that my my future looks bright at this point. Um, I think even though I've done a lot in my career so far up until to this point, um, I look forward to, you know, all the plans that we, we in the past two years, you know, in, with Corona from last year mm. and, and, and whatever happened this year, I've spent with, you know, me and my, my parents planning what it is that the next few years are going to look like. So... I really am looking forward to seeing all of that play through because I think it's just going to be absolutely amazing to see how I grow within my music career. Mm. And and a lot of people, you know, listening to this conversation are like, I want to see what she looks like. I want to see what she's capable of. I want to see what she can do. So social media allows us to experience you in a very safe, COVID-friendly way. So where can we find you on social media so that people can um, experience you for the very first time or those that absolutely love you Mm. can can, Mm. can, like follow you and um, follow these great plans that you have? Oh, yes, of course. Um, so I, I'm on Facebook and I'm on Instagram. So on Facebook, you can just put in Neo Mutate. So that's N-E-O, Mutate, M-O-T-S-A-T-S-E. And then same for Instagram, it's Neo underscore Mutate. So same spelling, N-E-O underscore M-O-T-S-A-T-S-E. Yes, that's Instagram. You know, I know you're 21 because you don't have a Facebook page. People, yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the 2000s, I, they're not bothered about Facebook. Thank you, Nell. <laughs> Radio 2000 Podcast.